my mindset now when I'm out and about doing my own thing, I just feel so much more validated in the space that I take up. I feel confident in being who I am because of this quote brand that I've created around it. Hey folks, this episode is special to me and Allie because it was almost exactly a year ago that we started the creation of Wildly Basic. Although it feels like just yesterday that we began brainstorming names and ideas, a lot has actually happened since. So today we want to sit down together to chat about how Wildly Basic has influenced our own lives. We begin this one with a suggestion from one of our listeners, talking about our go-to backpacking meals. Then we get into the meat of this episode. It gets a bit more personal than I expected, but all in all, a heartfelt listen to which we thank all of you guys for. We are having so much fun with this podcast and being able to connect with our listeners is such a cool thing. We're excited to keep this thing going. podcast about everyday badass women who love the outdoors and are unafraid to be unapologetically themselves in the backcountry regardless of norms and expectations. I'm Emma. And I'm Allie. On this podcast we hope to share our love of backcountry shenanigans with those like us, those that inspire us, and those that are excited to discover their interest in the outdoors. So I want to know if you muted and closed your camera while you went to go check on the cat because you're not wearing pants. No, I'm wearing pants. Oh, then why did you close your camera and mute? Oh, because I was going to have to lean over to look for the cat. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. I don't know. My butt's looking smaller these days. I haven't been doing as many booty workouts. I didn't need you to see that. Oh, well, you know what? That's the professional side of you coming out. I was like, why can't I see this? Uh, um, welcome back, listeners, to Wildly Basic. It's so nice to have you. I feel like Ali and I haven't done a recording in so long, and it's just nice to be back. It's just the two of us today, which is also one of my favorite things because I just get to shoot the shit with my friend um, and then put it online for people to listen to. So, Allie, how are you? Any updates? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I am currently cat sitting for two of my friends, actually. So three cats in total, because one of them has two cats. One of them has one cat. Um, so I'm actually recording live from my from my friend's place with a cat in the background that I just stood up to check on. <laughs> and uh so that's privately great. privately of course yeah <laughs> but no, uh, no audio no video for that cat checkup well I don't want you to hear my baby voice that I use with animals okay. like you can't hear me going like oh orbit there you are <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I I have major pet fever so it's actually very good for my wellness to babysit wow. other people's animals um But other than that, not a ton of life updates. I went kayaking uh, in the Thousand Islands yesterday, which was absolutely gorgeous. And today it's a Monday and I woke up and I like 
didn't even have like the Mondays. Like I, I had a full day. I feel great. I don't feel exhausted and I feel refreshed for the week. Do you own a kayak or where did you No, no. There's a rental place. Oh, nice. So you just rented one? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, my life updates. I, I'll share with my listeners that I got into school. So I'm going to move to Nelson in September to get my BA to become a teacher. And I'm very excited about it. Other updates. I mean, I've, oh, I bought a new gravel bike. It's a Lanyots bike. Shout out to Lanyots. That it's a local smaller company in Vancouver. And I rode my bike for the first time at the Fernie Gravel Grind, which is a event put on in Fernie that we've talked about on our social media and on the podcast before. And I just can't say enough positive things about it. It was just so fun. I met so many like-minded people. It was extremely inclusive, which shout out to um, Carter and all the other organizers, just fantastic. And outside of that, I've just been having fun with my bike now. On that topic of products, we had a listener reach out to us and ask us what foods we pack camping. And, uh, which is just such a great question because there's so many options and it's very overwhelming at times. So I did want to get into what foods we bring out when we're in the back country. I think this kind of subdivides into a couple categories. There's meals that you buy that are specifically dehydrated meals for backcountry camping. Um, and then there's kind of backcountry adjacent foods. So things that aren't necessarily specifically designed for camping, but that are lightweight and kind of just add water type stuff that still work really well. So I was actually just saying to Emma earlier that um, my favorite dehydrated meal, which is the Alpenair brand um, mountain chili, and it's vegetarian for vegetarians out there. Um, it is the absolute best by a landslide, the absolute best dehydrated meal I've ever had. And I frequently, if I see it in a store, I will buy multiple packages of it because it's often sold out because it's so good. But I actually just found it at Trailhead our local outdoor gear store here in Kingston. And I stocked up big time. And I told the, the person working there, I was like, listen to me, you are the only people that have this product. And I need to know that this product slaps. I need you to know that this is by far my favorite meal out there. Yeah. I'm, I feel the same as you. There's dehydrated meals, which are this, you know, camping specific Ziploc bag type dehydrated meals and then there's all the other things that still work um, but have a few other considerations so I'm with you I do the dehydrated meals most of the time because they're very lightweight pretty packable and they have high calories and they're like of course really easy to make because they're dehydrated Um, so I'm bringing those when I'm doing activities where I have to be really aware of the space. So if I'm doing a bike packing trip, for instance, or, you know, if I'm winter camping and I'm really tight on space, like the dehydrated meals work so well because they're packable, lightweight, lots of calories and the pack outs easy, but overall the dehydrated meals are expensive. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree that they're quite expensive, but I think what you're paying for when you buy that is the convenience and the packability. 
Mm-hmm. I will say I have not done it myself, but I've heard that a lot of people that, that use a lot of dehydrated meals to save money, you, there are actually recipes out there to make your own. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have like a food dehydrator, uh, you can make the equivalent, like the mountain chili I mentioned, for example, it's not like there's any crazy ingredients in there. Like it's a lot of spices and veggies. You can totally make those types of meals for yourself as well. If you're going to be using them frequently and the financial side is a concern. Um, cause they are definitely expensive, but I think in terms of like, I kind of mentioned these sort of camping adjacent foods, that's totally it. The dehydrated meals are expensive. And then when you don't need the like high convenience, super small and packable lightweight, then you can do these alternatives, which I use like at least 50% of the time. Yeah. I would say on a typical camping trip for me. Um, typically I'm kind of like 50, 50 dehydrated meals versus other stuff. I'll typically do dehydrated for dinners and then for lunches, snacks, breakfast, um, bring other shit that I like. So a huge one for me, and we've kind of mentioned this before is instant oatmeal. It's actually super high calorie for the volume that it is. And there's lots of vitamins, minerals, protein in a lot of them. And you can even get like, even just the basic, like Quaker oatmeal, you can get a high protein one. And if you have space, you can bring either dried or fresh fruit to put on your oatmeal um, to just add a bit more like fiber and sweetness and tastiness, I guess. I know I, I actually don't even have another breakfast alternative, like the instant oatmeal. And I mean, I buy like the I buy like the quick kind of high sugar packages uh, that come individually because well, a they're like packaged per meal for me and they taste really good because they're super sugary. Um, But yeah, instant oatmeal is like, so it for me, not the healthiest, but in terms of other super quick, just add water type meals, I always love a good ramen. And honestly, I eat that regularly when I'm not camping. Um, um, (laughs) And it's like literally a 69 cent meal. Uh, On the topic of noodles, I almost said on the topic of nudes, but (laughs) on the topic of noodles, um, I haven't done it myself, but a lot of my friends will actually pack like udon noodles. Have you seen them in the store? They come in like a vacuum sealed package and they're just really doughy noodles. And I don't even think, actually, you don't even need to cook them. You can technically eat them raw and it's fine. Um, Or you can put them in and make like a soup type if you have like flavoring or other things you want to add. But um, they're also super packable because they're in that vacuum sealed pack. And, you know, if they get beat up in your backpack or something like they're not going to rip and the package isn't going to open or something like that so the udon noodles I know is a move for a lot of people we're just getting some visitation from orbit right now the cat (laughs) just really surprised me (laughs) he wants me on the pod (laughs) never mind guys this this episode does have a guest it's orbit (laughs) orbit what are you backpacking she she gone she gone (laughs) Um, um, yeah, that covers what I usually take out camping. Like, I don't, I don't think I do anything else unless I'm car camping. And then I have the luxury of like bringing anything I want. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then, yeah, car camping. I definitely have a lot more variety in my diet, but I think so many Miss Vicky chip bags. It's crazy. Doritos for me, all the Doritos flavors to each their own. Thank you for that listener for recommending this topic. I think it's, uh, you know, 
important and a fun thing to just share advice and, um, you know, pro tips that everyone has back there because sometimes it's so overwhelming. And honestly, sometimes I still go to the store to buy what I'm going to need to eat for this weekend trip. And I'm overwhelmed still. And I'm like, do I still get the mountain chili? Cause I get it every time. Um, yeah, that's kind of the basics of, of what we typically eat on our camping trips, but to kind of change topics and segue into the main theme of this episode, uh, the reason Emma and I wanted to get together tonight was to talk about kind of the ways that having this podcast has either changed us or influenced the way we think, or really like just how wildly basic has influenced us. And this is kind of a good timing for this episode because it's basically been a year since the inception of this idea. Um, Our first episode was released September of last year, so September 2021. It's currently July 2022, but believe me, we did a lot of work pre-release with kind of ideas, branding, editing, like all of these things. And honestly, it's been really rewarding seeing it grow from a couple of friends listening to us out of pity to actually having some people we don't know reach out to us and say that they like our podcast or ask for suggestions or it's it's really cool and so shout out to all of y'all for listening we appreciate it and it's a year later and we're still having a lot of fun so on that note we wanted to kind of talk about the ways that this podcast has influenced us yeah honestly the idea for this episode came about because Ali and I we were just kind of fangirling over our fans and um, got talking about all the wonderful and positive and inspiring things that have come. So one of which that I was sharing with Ali earlier was just my mindset now when I'm out and about doing my own thing, I just feel so much more validated in the space that I take up. I feel confident in being who I am because of this quote brand that I've created around it. There's this power that comes with living your true self like 100% and it's fun to play around with being this loud and outspoken feminist and girly girl in the outdoors because like now people kind of expect it of me and I can play it up and there's jokes made in my friend groups about it like playfully and I can just kind of unapologetically be myself which is just an awesome feeling because before I was like, oh, is this embarrassing? Or like, do I really want to ask somebody to take a cute picture of me? Or do I like, should I even be concerned about what bathing suit I'm going to be wearing to the lake because we're just camping? So is it really that big of a deal? But now I can be like, hell yeah, this is who I am. And I'm going to be a girly girl and I don't care. And if you want to laugh at me, go ahead. I have a brand about it and I'll probably put you on blast on my podcast anyways. (laughs) (laughs) We are so tough. (laughs) yeah I mean uh cancel culture aside um (laughs) I uh I'm on board with that I think it's been really nice and validating to have people say like oh yeah I really relate to the stuff that you guys talk about I feel the same way I think there's a lot of people out there that want to do the same thing at least that's the impression I'm getting and you know obviously probably there's more people reaching out to us saying they agree because they're listening to our podcast. So obviously they're coming from a similar perspective to us, but I guess this sounds kind of pathetic and angsty, but like maybe less alone in our experience. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been cool. Well, like you said, it's really cool when listeners reach out and just say, we love what you're doing, but even like the listener 
that we were just speaking about who reached out and had a suggestion or asked us questions, like all of a sudden it felt like there was a bit more of a community. We wanted the backcountry to be less intimidating to people like us, especially when those people are outside of our immediate circle. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're reaching people now. Like we're, I feel like we're actually maybe doing something on like a heavier note because in my friend group, a lot of the times we're just kind of joking. And now it is a joke. Like being wildly basic is a personality trait amongst my friends. Like if I'm doing something like we'll scream like hashtag wildly basic, or we'll be like, Oh, you're being basic. Like, it's just, it's this fun. It's this fun, like word that's going around, which is great because it's just making it, it's normalizing it. But Further than that, I've had a lot of friends and most of them guy friends have more serious conversations with me than before. Like it's as if people feel more comfortable talking about some serious feminist issues that we've brought up. And it's, it's as if now I'm allowed to have an opinion. When people come to me, they expect me to have an opinion and they expect they, they want to hear my thoughts. It's as if like I'm this quote expert on the topic. I'm, I'm very not an expert. I'm just talking about my own experiences, but a lot of my friends are more interested to hear what I have to say and are more comfortable talking about their own experiences with me because they feel like I'm that person they can go to for it. Whereas before there wasn't a person while all the jokes about being a basic bitch and, and being wildly basic, that's all fun and games. But at the end of the day, we are trying to shine light on topics that are affecting us. And some of them are uncomfortable and not easy to bring up. So if making jokes about being a basic bitch and wildly basic is your segue or your gate into the more serious topics. And like, that's great. Like I'm all for it. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I'm just so happy with a lot of conversations that have come since we've started this podcast. Yeah. I think I've had similar experiences. It's more frequent now that people will ask my opinion or what my experience has been, but I think stemming from that as well there comes this kind of at least for me this kind of cognitive dissonance where okay now that I'm and I'm using this term loosely because this is still a very small podcast with a very small listener base but I'm putting in air quotes I'm an authority on the topic of women in the outdoors because I'm putting my voice out there on a public platform it makes me feel like I need to act and think like a true feminist And I have these moments where I very much feel like a fake feminist. And I think I've always had moments feeling that way. And I think a lot of women can relate to that. A lot of people actually who hold these values, like who hold feminist values and then catch themselves in moments where they didn't live up to their own expectation for themselves as a feminist or as an ally. So I actually have a story that happened to me recently that I think kind of illustrates this. So I I actually had someone tell me, in the medical setting um, that I was dressing inappropriately for like my clinical duties. The examples that they gave, I felt were very gender-based and I'm going to leave out whether or not these things were unprofessional. I think that's quite subjective and up to someone's own opinion. And I definitely recognize that if you're working in a professional setting, that there's an expectation that you present yourself a certain way. I have my own personal opinions, which are that I obviously don't think I dressed unprofessionally. Otherwise, I wouldn't have dressed like that. But I also recognize that like that's a subjective thing. So leaving that out, I still think that the comments that were made were quite gendered. I just felt like, 
oh my gosh, I can work so hard as a medical student and people will still look at me this way. And the thing is, I didn't stand up for myself. You know, I said, okay, thanks for letting me know, basically, was like my response. The reason I'm in in a roundabout way, I'm getting back to my point, which is that I feel like a fake feminist because I think the alley that hosts Wildly Basic would have used that moment to be like, well, actually, you know, don't you think that these things are gendered and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, could have had a little feminist rant moment, but like the alley that doesn't host Wildly Basic or the day-to-day person that I am didn't say anything. That feeling that gnaws away at me that's telling me that I'm a fake feminist because the alley that hosts Wildly Basic would have said something and the real alley didn't. That feeling like I'm a fake or I'm I'm a fraud and I'm not a real feminist. I definitely get that feeling more often since starting this podcast, I think. Right. Because you're trying to live up to this this public image of yourself. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's tricky. I've I know what you're talking about. There's definitely moments where I'll be doing something like I'll be trying to pack my bag or I'll be trying to like set something up like outside and I'll be struggling. Either I won't know what I'm doing or I'm not strong enough to pull the strap and get it really tight. And I'll ask my guy friends. And there's always that little bit inside of me that's like, you should have tried this yourself. Like you should have just been able to do it yourself. Like what kind of feminist are you asking your boyfriend to help you? And I've been trying very hard to be gentle with myself in those moments and distinguish between when am I like helplessly asking for assistance and I'm just like oh I can't do this I'm not even going to try like I'm so weak and my brain is so small because I'm a girl or and the times where I'm like no I gave this my best shot and I actually just need help and like if if I can just come about that honestly and we can normalize getting help out here it's not about including gender into it it's just I need help my boyfriend is there to help me that's one of the things he offers me as a partner. Yeah, I think those two moments are different and it's important to recognize them. But I do know what you mean when I don't live up to the expectation of this wildly basic feminist, like this loud, proud feminist. And it's like, I mean, it's imposter syndrome, right? Like it just kind of like gnaws at you and it beats you down. And over time, if you don't address it or you don't reflect on it, it can really get to you. I think that the you know, I I say, oh, the alley that hosts Wildly Basic would have done this. But I also think that Ali four or five years ago wouldn't have hosted a podcast like this. Like, I think, you know, I wouldn't have felt confident enough sharing my feminist views or my girly interests. Like, I wouldn't have felt confident enough sharing that publicly to even host a podcast like this. So I suppose I can look at it that way in the sense that like, hey, I still have work to do where I do want to be more of a loud and proud feminist or I I do want to be the person that says something even if it's uncomfortable but I'm getting there I guess for sure actually that's such a like I think there's just so much power in that thought it's kind of like not an all or nothing situation learning to stand up for yourself or learning to stand up for what you believe is right is it's not easy right like it takes practice I've been actually struggling with this a lot lately because uh, or some people that I work with have different opinions than me. And sometimes I struggle with that because sometimes it's topics that I care a lot about. And I know that they have serious consequences for other people's lives. So um, for the longest time, when people would say things that I disagree with, I chose to not say anything. 
And for the longest time, I haven't felt comfortable like bringing, like talking to them about it, like, and objecting to the things they say, because I mean, if you had asked me a couple months ago, I would have said, oh, it's not worth it. Why would I argue with them? You know, I have to work with them. We get into a big fight and it's just uncomfortable. Like that's not going to do anyone any good. And who am I to change their opinion? Like they're so ignorant. I'm not going to change their opinion. And I actually was listening to Alex Honnold's podcast, like climbing gold or whatever. They brought on um, a climber. I can't remember their names. They were a trans climber. And at the end of the episode, they were speaking. The conversation was around like, oh, how can you help? Like, what does it mean to be an ally? And it was a short statement, but they basically said like, you, you got to say something. Like when someone says something that's not right, like you've got to say that's not right. And you have to say it not necessarily because you're ready to get into an argument and change their mind, but you have to say it for the people who can't say it themselves. And like, you have to say it just to put it out there of what side you're on almost. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like next time they say something I disagree with, I'm going to say, I don't agree with you. So the next thing that came up was, uh, it was the last week of school or whatever. And like, whatever, no one's in class. Everyone's just kind of goofing off. But we were outside supervising and they were criticizing this big group of girls for what they were wearing. They were like, oh, it's just like they're wearing skimpy tops. And like, what are they doing showing off their bodies like that? And they're overly sexualized and like, whatever, whatever. And I just stopped them. And I was like, I disagree with you. And I had like all of these thoughts I was going to say, I was going to be like, I disagree with you. This is what I think. I want people to be comfortable in their bodies. And like, we shouldn't shame 12 year olds for, you know, dressing the way that they feel comfortable. And also they're not sexualizing themselves. You're the adult looking at them and deciding they're sexualized. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I had, and you know, they're constantly saying like, oh, TikTok's doing it. Like TikTok has all of these sexual dance moves. And, And I was like, can't you just let them be like, it's not weird. It's not creepy. So I had all these talking points and I was so fired up. I was like, right. I was like, this is my moment. Like I'm going to stand up for the thing now. And I just completely flopped. Like I said that I don't agree. That's the only thing I managed to get out. They stopped me dead in my tracks. They were like, Oh, you don't understand because you don't have a kid. You'll change your mind once you have a daughter. And I had absolutely no rebuttal, despite now maybe having a few things I could say to that, but they just like completely stopped me. And I had nothing left to say. The conversation had completely ended after that. And I like, I walked away and I was like, I failed. Like I didn't stand up for what I believe is right. Like, how am I ever supposed to address far more like systemic issues, like the racist comments they make or the transphobic comments? Like, they make like how am I ever going to get to that point like I just was like holy shit I completely flopped and I have thoughts like I have them they're cemented in me like I it's not like they're up for consideration in my mind yeah but I also think sometimes you are genuinely helpless sometimes there are people that have a different opinion than you and they're willing to engage in a conversation and they actually are interested to hear your opinion even if you're not going to change their mind And sometimes there are people that are so incredibly set in their ways that nothing you say is going to change them. I feel like you leading, instead of you leading with you're wrong, you're fucked up, you led with I disagree. And that to me is an invitation to talk about it. They could have been like, oh, what do you think? Even if they're not going to change their mind, they could have asked that. 
and they just immediately shut you down. Those type of people are the ones that are really hard to get through to. But that's actually like what I was thinking about. And sorry, I I completely forgot about the second half of this story because I was sitting there and I was like, I I failed. I completely got shut down. And I, I knew in my head, like, okay, my goal here is not to convince them of anything because if that's your goal you'll be discouraged so many times that you won't say anything that's what I had been doing for months my goal here is just to make my opinion clear they now can go about in the world or whoever is listening can go into the world and know what side I'm on I was I actually was really upset like I spent I I probably walked around the school field for like 30 40 minutes supervising just kind of like going over in my head I was like I failed like what the hell did I do wrong that issue was personal to me. I'm a woman who's been objectified for her body. So I was like, this, I'm upset. Like there's emotion behind this. I was there thinking my conversation was completely useless and I got nowhere with these people. But later, like 40 minutes later, after I was like stewing in rage over what had happened, um, another coworker of mine came up and did tell me that they agree with me. And it was really important because I finally saw the result of what I was looking for. And all I had to do was say that I disagree while that to me didn't seem like I stood up for myself and I didn't share my opinions and have this like concrete argument, at least by saying what side I, you know, stood on the topic. I all of a sudden had somebody backing me and they were like, whatever, whatever you're saying, I I agree. Like I'm with you. Any little action matters. And to think that little actions have no consequence and therefore not do anything, it, it, it's harmful actually at the end of the day because these little actions, they accumulate and it's all a learning process. And it's important to be gentle with yourself and like, yeah, take it in strides. I think there's this idea, like you said, of any small thing makes a difference. And I think that our conversation is going to make me start thinking that way a lot more for sure. And your story is really like inspiring for that. Um, But I also think that like, there are moments where you have the position to say something and you, and you should, and you can. And there are moments where, where I have felt, and maybe I'm making an excuse for myself, but there are moments where I have felt like this isn't my time to stand up, but in a few years, I'm going to be that person. Like I'm going to be in a comfortable position of power to do that. And obviously power dynamics play a big part in a lot of these discussions. And for the most part, I come into these discussions as like a privileged white woman. So that's not usually an issue. I think just the context of like, like I said, being a med student in these situations creates a different feeling for me than for example, having a discussion with my friends on this topic another thing that having this podcast has made me think about and it relates to this is the idea of like what do I actually have expertise on and what can I actually have a valid informed opinion about again I've always had moments feeling like this but it's especially uh evident in hosting a podcast where I'm putting my opinions out in public and I strongly believe that like people always have a right to express their experiences. And so I think a lot of what we talk about on this pod is our personal experiences and our guests talk about their personal experiences. But then once in a while, I give an opinion on a topic or an issue. And I find myself second guessing, like, 
am I knowledgeable on enough on that topic to give an opinion? Like, am I knowledgeable enough about feminist issues? Am I knowledgeable enough about environmentalism or about climbing or anything like this? I catch myself being like, I'm not an authority, like on these huge, like huge discussions. Why am I giving an opinion? I'm not sure if that, what I just said made sense, but I think questioning your own knowledge or stance in a topic is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. I thought about it before the podcast. I think about it still while I have this podcast, but at least having the podcast and also like, I mean, meeting all the guests that we brought on, we've said this so many times, like at the end of the day, we don't even care who's listening. Like you and I are having great conversations with very cool women, but everything that we've done with the podcast has almost given me opportunity to practice practice how to discuss my own personal experiences, practice how to digest other people's experiences, and practice how to bring up uncomfortable topics in a way that's sensitive and and one that like invites more opinions into it. I'm not saying that I, we've done this 100% right. Like I'm sure we've made mistakes along the way that we don't haven't even caught yet, but I think it's important this idea of practicing and this idea of learning and a long-term growth, like I've been talking about. So the podcast has really given me opportunity to practice and kind of this, it is public, but because me and you we're talking about issues that I relate to, it's giving me opportunity. It's like a safe space almost like wildly basic is my safe space. Like I could talk about the issues. Yeah. It's just allowed me to reflect discuss learn and grow so no like I totally agree and I totally agree that it's been a learning experience for me for sure but I guess what I'm getting at is and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you but I'm just a little bit devil's advocate here and a little bit this is my feeling this is my experience is like who am I though like who am I to get on here and talk about feminism. I don't have Mm. any formal education in any kind of social sciences or advocacy or anything. Like I don't have any real ground to stand on. I don't do as much reading as I should about feminist issues. I try to stay up to date, but let's be honest, I'm so not as knowledgeable as I should be. So like, who am I? Like, who am I to come on this public like platform and call myself a feminist. I can talk about my personal experiences to no end, and I think that's very valid, but then as soon as I start drawing conclusions about how these experiences might relate to, like, bigger things, or to the movement of feminism, or if I try to make connections with issues in the outdoors, again, who, who am I relative to this idea of feminism, and who the fuck am I as an outdoor person? Like, yeah, I love being outdoors, But like, I haven't been climbing that long. And I talk about climbing on this podcast, like every fucking episode. And I'm just like some biddy that climbs five, six trad. Like, you know? (laughs) I mean, yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're right. When you ask who who am I to dot, 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 like, I, I see what you mean. But at the same time, like, I mean, you can talk about feminist issues because you're talking about your experience with feminist issues and you are a female or someone who expresses femininity and has experienced injustices because of that. You're an outdoorsy person because you go outside. 
not to play devil's advocate that's not what I'm saying but like wildly basic has made me more confident in the place that I hold in these spaces like I'm like yeah you know what I can talk about feminism because like I've created a brand around it I can talk about the outdoors because I'm that like I feel validated now in what I do outside even if I'm top roping only and I'm still crying when I'm up there or if you know, the only thing I do all summer is car camp. Like I'm still outside. Like I still have experience and knowledge to share. It's still valid. Okay. I get, it's so interesting to me that like, I feel like we're, we've had almost opposite takeaways and I think we have, we've had some parallel experiences, but I feel like this has made me, I'm so stoked on wildly basic and none of this is to say that I'm going to start filtering myself more or like <laughs> that I'm questioning if I should do this. Like no, like we're committed. Like we're all in. We're here. I'm, we're doing it. We're already putting this episode out. We talk about canceling, but this show is not canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, okay. What I'm saying is like, I'm still going to keep doing this shit, but I am probably going to continue to like ask myself these questions and feel this, this insecurity about who am I to share my opinions about these things online. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I feel I'm stoked on wildly basic and I just feel like it's really given me like this confidence to to be who I am which is something that we talk about literally every episode we're like be who you are be who you are out there but live your life (laughs) (laughs) who cares about anyone else but like I feel like in the past year I've been living that a little wholehearted a little bit more wholeheartedly no totally I'm on the same page about that for sure all this is to say wildly basic has influenced both of us in many ways and although we're still a very small podcast we're so grateful for the following that we do have and the support that we have had thus far it might not seem like it but it means the world to both myself and Allie it's just it's been the coolest thing we're almost coming up on a year and it's been it hasn't even felt like it like I feel like we just started this the other day and it's just it's been so much fun like I can't even I can't take this back the other day my sister even told me she was like oh my god you're still doing wildly basic like honestly that's so cool like I'm proud of you I totally thought you were gonna bail after like a couple episodes (laughs) (laughs) so I'm still here Julia (laughs) um yeah so thanks to our listeners Thanks for listening to Wildly Basic. Don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram at Wildly Basic Podcast. Our marketing director is Emma. Our editor-in-chief is Ali. Artwork by Emma. Music and sound by Ali. Co-hosted by Emma and Ali. Thanks for tuning in. Happy trails! <laughs>